a young couple recently welcomed their first child. And they got home from the hospital, and uh, the baby had a diaper, needed a diaper change. Okay? And so the, the young wife, new mother, said, Honey, you want to change your first diaper? He kind of looked at her funny and thought about it and said, oh, That's okay. I'm a little busy right now. I'll, I'll change the next one. Okay? So, short period of time passed, and of course, the, the child had another uh, bad diaper, and it was bad. One of those with, where you needed uh, tongs and a mask and gloves and all that stuff. She said, honey, you ready to change this next diaper? And after looking at her, he had this puzzled look on his face, and he said, well, I didn't mean the next diaper. I meant the next child. <laughs> you know, men sort of have their own language. We do. It's called manguage. Uh, sometimes what we say doesn't always mean what you think. And I looked up a few of these phrases in manguage. And, and I want to share them with you this morning uh, before we begin. So, I'm just going to read these for you. When a man says it would take too long to explain, this is what he means. I have no idea. When a man says, honey, you're working too hard, take a break. He means, I can't hear the game over the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> when a man says, that's interesting, dear, he really means, that's really not interesting, dear. <laughs> thought that one was funny. Nobody else did. <laughs> when a man says, you look terrific, he means, don't try anything else on, we're going to be late. <laughs> when a man says, can I help you with dinner? He means, why isn't dinner ready yet? And then, then one last one, okay? One last one. When a man says, I heard you, and I understand, he really means, I don't have a clue what you said, <laughs> but I'm just ready for this conversation to be over. <laughs> All right. Good job, yep. My goal was to help the men out, but I don't know if I did. All right, maybe I help the ladies out. Maybe you can understand that a little bit more. So, manguage. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Uh, you know, I feel like I, I, can, I'm, I can say this to you with confidence. I feel like I can get up here and talk to you about being a father because I have four kids. You know, I might not be the best dad, and I'm still learning, but, you know, I can talk to you uh, with confidence this morning. Being a father is, is a learning process. Um, you know, I started off learning, and I'm still learning, and I'm sure I'll be learning for a long time. Just like the guy changing diapers, you know, there is a learning process there. Um, there, there are things that you learn that you, that you experience over time which cause you to grow as, as a man, as a husband, as a father, and maybe a grandfather. You know, you just consistently learn. Some, 
may be more experienced than others, but we are constantly, we're, we're doing this, we're learning through transitions in life, different stages. Even as you get older, you're still learning things. And as Christians, both, both men and women, we should be constantly and consistently learning. If you're a Christian, you, you're called to be a disciple of Christ. Now that word disciple literally means this. It means student or learner. That's what that word means. It, it doesn't matter if you're a brand new believer or if you've been a Christian for 50 years. I know some of you have. It doesn't matter who you are. If you're a Christian, your life should be about learning, growing, and maturing in your faith and in your relationship with the Lord. And the Bible teaches us this, that this growing process, this learning process, this maturing process, it doesn't stop until you see the Lord face to face. It, it's a long process. So today I want to talk to you about learning, uh, specifically learning to lean on the Lord. Learning to lean on the Lord. Well, what does that mean? Well, when you lean on something, you're, you're taking the weight or you're taking the pressure off of yourself and you're placing it on another object. Now, this isn't always easy for us, especially with men, right? Men are we're stubborn. We're proud, so we're, we're prideful. The idea of learning to lean on something else or someone else, it's almost unnatural to us. So, it's something we need to learn. It's something we need to learn how to do. We need to learn to lean on the Lord. And thankfully, God's Word gives us a lot of guidance in this. Let's look at our main passage for, to, for today. It's in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him, and he will make your paths straight. Wow, there's this verse, these couple of verses are loaded. There's so much good stuff in there. So let's just walk through a section at a, at a time. First of all, trust in the Lord with all your heart. That's a very simple statement. But it's an extremely important statement. It's one of those statements that it's very easy for me to say, very easy for you to say, but it's difficult to do. All your heart means everything that you are. And everything that you have. In other words, trust the Lord with everything. It means you completely and totally trust the Lord. And then what's next? Don't lean on your own understanding. Don't lean on yourself. Shift the load to the Lord. Shift the weight to the Lord. Lean on Him for everything. Even when things don't make sense. Even when things... Uh, are difficult for you to understand. You lean on the Lord. And then in all your ways, submit to Him. So we are to give the Lord our complete trust. We are to submit to Him. That is, we are to transfer. We are to shift our weight. We are to, to hand our lives over to Him. And by doing so, we submit to Him. We submit to Him. We place our lives in His hands and we allow Him to guide us. And what happens if we do that? He makes our path straight. Who does? The Lord, right? He makes our path straight. 
when we trust in him, when we submit to him, when we lean on him, he makes our path straight. He helps us out. He supports us. He starts to do things in our lives. So we are to put our complete trust in him. But do we? We are to submit our lives to the Lord. But do we? We are to lean not on ourselves, but we are to lean on the Lord. But do we? The answer is no. Not completely anyway. We might try. We, we may trust the Lord in some things. But not everything. We may submit to the Lord in some things, but not everything. We may lean on the Lord for some things, but, but not everything. And the Bible says, in all your ways, in all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. So two, th- two things, two things. We know we need to do this. We know we need to lean on the Lord, but we also know that we don't do it the way we're supposed to. So what do we do? It's something we have to learn. It's a learning process. We have to learn how to do that. It's something we need to get better at. We need to learn how to lean on the Lord. And as time goes on, we actually need to improve upon that. And what I've come to realize is that there are some areas where we really struggle. We really struggle, men especially. We, we tend to lean on ourselves instead of leaning on the Lord. So, For the rest of our time together, I want to go through the areas where I think that we need to lean on the Lord. We need to learn to lean on the Lord. First, we need to lean on the Lord for provision. For provision. And if you want to take notes, there's a a place on the right-hand side of your bulletin to do that. We need to learn to lean on the Lord for provision. By nature, listen, by nature, men are providers. Right? We... We're sort of wired with the desire to provide. We want to provide. We're proud, so we take pride in providing. The idea of counting or trusting in someone else for provision doesn't seem natural. When we go camping, who builds the fire? Who catches the food? Who cooks the food? Who builds the shelter, right? It's like uh, instincts kick in and we just want to do all that. Or when a car breaks down or you're driving and you get a flat, what happens? We got that, right? Honey, I got that. Who needs roadside assistance when you got me, right? It's that natural instinct to provide. As a man, hear me out, as a man there's something fulfilling about providing there's something fulfilling about that we want to provide and we feel the need to provide so how do we constantly feel what do we constantly feel pressure pressure we feel the pressure of having to provide so what do we do when we feel pressure we worry all the time We worry about meeting the needs of our family. We worry about meeting the needs of our wife and our kids. But the Bible tells us that God is the ultimate provider. And that he is the source of provision. Look with me at Philippians 4.19. 
and my God will meet all your needs. How many needs? All your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. So while we are, are called to work, we are called to uh, care for those that we are responsible for, we must never forget that God is the meter of needs. Ultimately, everything is under God's control. And if God tells us that he will meet our needs, then we need to allow that truth to speak to us. We need to allow that truth to soak in to us and relieve some of that pressure that we feel, to take some of that weight off of us. Men, maybe ladies too, we worry about providing finances, food, housing, transportation, retirement, saving for your kid's college. Any of you think about that this past week? Any of those things? Sure, a lot. You worry about those things. God says, you lean on me. Lean on me, and I will take care of you. You lean on me, and I will make your paths straight. So while God, while God has called us to work hard and take care of ourselves and our families, we must remember that he is the provider. And we need to learn how to lean on him for provision. Next, we need to lean on the Lord for wisdom. For wisdom. Let's look at James 1.5. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault. And it will be given to you. So if we need wisdom, we ask God. We lean on the Lord. How many of us need wisdom? Pretty much everyone, right? We all need wisdom. As fathers, listen, I just got to tell you, we need lots of wisdom. We need a lot. Uh, think about the decisions that we constantly make. Think about the responsibilities that, that we have. I know I'm constantly thinking of how my decisions and, and actions will affect my family. Not only short term, but, but for the long term. I mean, when I, when I step back, and I think that I only have a short period of time with them to prepare my children to go out into the world, it terrifies me. When I think that I only have one shot with them, it scares me. When I think about the fact that God has given me this incredible responsibility to spiritually lead my family, I feel pressure of that. I feel the, I feel the weight of that. Am I making the right decisions? Am I doing all the things that I need to be doing? Am, am I preparing my children to be successful in life? And preparing them to be strong in the faith. Am I, am I doing all that? Am, am I leading my family the way that God wants me to lead? Look, I, kn I know that I have some wisdom. But I also know that I need some wisdom too. I, I feel like I am wise in some areas. But, but in a lot of areas, 
I need help. I need help. And that's what it means when it says, if any of you lacks wisdom. It doesn't mean that you don't have any wisdom at all, right? But it means that there will be times when you will need help. You'll, you'll need guidance with a decision. You'll need assistance in a situation. During those times and in those moments, if you ask the Lord for wisdom, he gives it. He grants it with, without question, without fault. In other words, if you lean on the, on the Lord for wisdom, he gives it automatic and unconditionally. Think about that. God, the, the very creator of, of the universe, tells us that all you need to do, all you need to do is ask him for wisdom, and he'll give it. He'll give it. We don't know it all. We're, we're not experts at everything. We have tremendous responsibilities. Adults have tremendous responsibilities. Parents have tremendous responsibilities. Fathers have tremendous responsibilities. So if God tells us to come and get wisdom from him, then we need to learn. We need to learn to do that. We need to learn to lean on the Lord for wisdom. Then we need to lean on the Lord for strength. For strength. Now, this is something that all of us can relate to. The need for strength in our lives. There, there are many different areas where strength is needed. Think about it. Physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. We need strength in, in all of those areas. We need strength. Why? Because ours is temporary. Our strength is, is temporary. Our strength can only go so far. We only have so much. And then what? We're out. We're depleted, right? Physically, think about this. Physically, there's only so much you can do. Emotionally, there's only so much you can take. Mentally, there's only so much that you can think about. And spiritually, there's only so much that you can hold on to. I know today, Father's Day might be difficult for some of you. Maybe you recently lost a father. Maybe you had such a, a great relationship, a loving relationship with your father that each and every Father's Day, every year, you feel sad. This is a difficult day for you. When there's moments like that, when there's situations like that, when your strength is nearing empty or own empty, we need help, don't we? We need help. We need an extra source of strength to get us through. We need an extra source of strength for us to lean on. Look with me at Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God. How long? Everlasting. Our strength is temporary. But the Lord is the everlasting God. The creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired 
or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. There's only so much our emotions can take. There's only so much our minds can, can think about. There's only so much we can understand. But the Lord, no one can fathom. No one can comprehend his understanding. Look at this. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Our strength gets depleted. But God is able to increase that. He's able to tap into us and increase that. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. Listen, young men, you ain't all that. Only God is all that, right? You're actually, truthfully, you're only some of that. There's going to be a time where you're going to need strength. And, and you're going to need to rely and lean on the Lord for strength in an area. If you're older, listen, it doesn't matter if you're more experienced and you feel like you can shelter this. And you, your need for, for uh, strength to rely on God is, is less or it's gone and, and you're just more mature. No. It doesn't matter how old you are. Your strength will, will give in at some point. At some point, you will lose strength. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. Now, eagles are pretty cool creatures. They just glide effortlessly. And that's sort of what the picture is when we go to the Lord for strength. He taps into us and he increases our strength to where it's almost effortless for us. Eagles fly so high. They average about 15,000 feet is where they cruise at. All right? Uh, up there with the planes. And eagles spend most of their time in the trees in their nests. But when a storm comes, they leave and they fly above the storm. And they hover over it until the storm passes. That's what happens when you put your faith in the Lord, when you hope in the Lord, when you lean on the Lord for strength. Then it goes on to say, they will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Listen, God is a source of strength for us. My wife has this smartphone. And uh, she just recently got one. She's never been into those sort of things. She's always had a very basic phone. And uh, her mom got a new smartphone, and so she gave Angela her old one. All right, And, and it works fine. It works okay, except for the battery. Uh, the battery won't hold charge, so her, her phone's always dying. She's always missing text. That's what she's telling me anyway. And, and calls um, this... This, she's got this new smartphone, right, that's supposed to do all these amazing things. But it can't. It's not able to because the battery's messed up. It, the, it won't stay powered on. There's not enough power to do the things that it's supposed to do. And this type of thing drives me crazy. I keep telling her, go buy Verizon and just get them to change the battery. It's that simple. But she won't do it for some reason. So what is she having to do? Always plug it in. To the charger. It stays on the charger. In the car, at home, her phone stays on the charger. Or her phone won't work. 
Actually, it'll shut down. I got to thinking that's exactly how our lives are. If we're not constantly plugged in to God, we won't function properly. If we're not constantly leaning on the Lord for strength, not only may we not function properly, we may even shut down. Okay? We have some strength. We, we have a little strength, but we don't have uh, an unlimited supply. Think about this. When your body is wearing down, hurting, or sick, you need strength, don't you? When your emotions start taking this toll uh, on your life, start having a negative impact on your life, you need strength. Mentally, when you <clears throat> feel like you're just going to have a, a nervous breakdown, <clears throat> mentally you're so exhausted, you need strength. When you have doubts and your faith is hanging by a thread, you need strength. We need to have our strength renewed. We need to lean on the Lord so that he can renew our strength. Which leads us to our last point. We need to lean on the Lord for rest. For rest. Many of you, you just go and you go and you go. Right? You're constantly on the move. You're working. You're doing things with your family, and you're trying to perhaps squeeze in church in there somewhere. In other words, your life is a hectic mess, right? Let's just be honest. It's hectic. It seems like you never have time to do anything because you're so busy trying to do everything. Part of, part of growing in our faith is realizing that there are times when we need to lean on the Lord for strength and there are times when we need to learn to lean on the Lord for rest. For rest. Our, our bodies need rest. Our minds need rest. Our emotions need rest. Our souls, man, our souls need rest. The Lord is not only a source of strength, but he is a source of rest. Look with me at Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. See that? Learn to lean on me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I'm getting ready to close, so I want you to tune in here. How many of you are just tired? You're wore out. You're exhausted. Your, your tank is running on empty, and it has been for a while. How many of you feel like your life is spinning out of control? Just like with wisdom. And just like with strength, if we, if we come to the Lord for rest, he gives it. No questions asked. No stipulations. No trying to get yourself better before you come. You just come. You just go. 
without fault. We simply come to Him. And He gives rest. You know, no matter who you are, we all need to learn to lean on the Lord. You know, the common factor with all these things that we've talked about is this. The Lord is there. The Lord is there ready, willing, and and very able to give us what we need. He's ready to supply, and He's ready to meet our needs. But we have to come to Him. We have to go to Him. We have to lean. We have to lean on Him. Then He will take care of us. Then He will support us. Then He will strengthen us. Then He will make our path straight. And then He will straighten us out. Um, all of my kids have been really good at swimming. They've learned at a young age. And they're just uh, all good swimmers now. Except for Noah, my last one. And he's just now sort of getting his feet wet. Uh, pun intended, okay? Um, so we were at the Y uh, a few weeks ago for Callie's birthday party. And Noah's got a Ninja Turtle life jacket, so it's got the turtle on the back and all this stuff. It's really cool. But he was so excited to go swimming for the first time. But actually getting there and getting on the side of the pool was different. Okay, he started having second thoughts and getting scared. And you could just tell, you could tell by the look in his eyes and the look on his face that he was having second thoughts, that he was nervous. Well, eventually, he, he decides that he's just going to take the plunge. And so he just, ah, it, it, it's, a, it's an easy plunge, but he does it. He jumps in, and I catch him. And he gets so excited when I do that. He finds out that I, I'm there, and I support him, and I catch him. And he's having this great experience, but what did he have to do? He had to jump. He had to come. He had to, he had to step off. And so while we were doing that, every now and then he, he'd want to get away from me. He'd want to back away from me. And so I'd let him do that. He had his life jacket on. So he'd, he'd do this for a little while. He'd float. And then he'd start doing this. And then he'd start doing that and getting scared. And then he started panicking. And I said, Noah, just come back to me. Just come back. And so he was only a few feet away. He, he managed to get, his, get closer to me, close enough to where he can stick out his, his hands and put them on my shoulders and, and get some rest so he could regain his strength. And he would just sit there for a while. His strength would be renewed. He would rest. His confidence would build up again. And then he would let back off. Now, it took him a couple of times before he learned how to use that to his advantage. Do you need to come to the Lord today? Maybe you're here today and and you know this. You know that you haven't leaned on the Lord the way you're supposed to. Like he wants you to anyway. Maybe you're struggling in one or, or all of these areas that we've talked about this morning. Would you consider coming to the Lord today? Today. Laying what, whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're struggling with, whatever you're facing, laying that at his feet. 
Maybe you're here and you've never came to Jesus at all. You know, you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I love this because the message is the same for you. You come. You come to the Lord. The message is the same. He's still there waiting on you to come to him. Come to me all, all, all. That means all (laughs) in every language. Come to me all and you will find what? Rest for your souls. Rest for your souls. I want to encourage you to see God for who he is this morning. A good father. An everlasting God. Who wants to provide for you. Who wants to give you wisdom. Who wants to give you strength. And who wants to give you rest. When we've reached our limit, we need to go to the one who's limitless. Amen? The Lord is our Savior for eternity. But he's also our Savior each and every day. The Lord wants us to lean on him. And I pray that whatever your need, whatever your weakness, whatever your struggle, that you would, that you would come to him, that you would lean on him today and, and learn to lean on him in the days ahead. Our faith and our relationship with the Lord will grow as we continually learn to lean on him. Let's pray to him this morning. Father, I thank you so much for this message. I know that it is spoken to my life, and I pray this morning that it is uh, spoken to others as well. Father, your message is simple. Come to me. Lean on me. And you will give. Everything that you have, you give to us. And Father, I know for a fact that many of us struggle with just simply coming to you. Just simply surrendering to you. Just simply stopping. But your word tells us to be still and know that you are God. So I pray this morning that we do that. I pray this morning that we would learn to lean on you for everything. And Father, in the future, as we grow, as we get older, as we face different things, as we face difficult situations, as we go down paths that are difficult for us, as we embark in new areas of our lives, I pray that we grow to learn to lean on you more often. And if we do that, If we do that, you have promised to make our path straight. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.